today we have a great honor. Um, our associate pastor, Shagun Falana, is going to be bringing the word for us today. I just want to honor him. Come on. Yeah. I got to tell you something. Yes. Come here, man. I got to tell you testimony. So Shagun has talked about how the calling of God has been on his life and he's been prophesied over for years and then now he's starting to see it just happen. He's starting to see it manifest and people all over are saying, man, I see a difference in Shagun. Like there's an authority, there's a pastoral authority that he's beginning to carry and it's different and it's a shift. And I was talking to Rodney yesterday and he goes, tomorrow you tell Shagun that even on, on Facebook Live, I've noticed there's a difference. There's an authority. Tell him to keep going. He's doing a great job. And so I love you, Shagoon. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for your life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, it's always a pleasure when I get the opportunity to just talk about God. He's our Father. And He's, all, he's called us all to be apostles. He's called some people to be pastors, you know, evangelists, teachers, and all that. So, I just want to let you know that you are a part of the kingdom. So you have to do what you can because you are a soldier in the army of God. So wherever you are, at your job, in your company, at church, in your neighborhood, wherever you are, you are carrying your ambassadors of Christ. So that means you are carrying God with you. So you need to be proud of that. Because you are carrying his glory. And I just want to encourage you this morning. So, uh, like I've said before, you see, God, let me start with a prayer. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. I thank you for what's... <laughs> we're about to say here. Thank you for the word you've given us this day. I pray that uh, you come and make it be planted in a good heart. Don't let it fall by the wayside. Don't let it get trampled upon. Don't let it be choked by turns. Don't <laughs> let it get on rocky soil. We want it to be on the good soil. So Father, we just thank you. And I just appreciate you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. So the will of God, he has let us know. I've said this several times. It's, it's not a guessing game. He already told us that I've given you the secrets, the mysteries of the kingdom. It's been given to us as disciples. Other people out there that are not disciples, that are not born again, that are not Christians, that are not believers, they might not know it. And that's why when Jesus came, you see, it took him 30 years to prepare for a three-year ministry. You see, some of us go to school, and we're in college for maybe like a four-year course or 
maybe five, six, seven, it depends. And we start, oh, it's getting too long, it's getting too long. When am I going to start practicing? You see, you're still going to practice for about maybe 30, 40 years with that same degree. But just look at Jesus. He came to earth as human for 30 years just because of a three-year ministry. And he nailed it. That is just awesome. So his will, he gave us that will intentionally. He exposed this to us. So it's not a guessing game. And Jesus always talked about parables. He's always talking about parables and parables, this, that. If you look in the Bible, I think he has about maybe 46 parables or more. By the way, he did not invent parables. Parables have been in the Bible since the beginning. But he just got to be a master of parables because he's always talking in parables. And what is a parable, by the way? You see, the, the word uh, parable was gotten from a Greek word, parabole. Para means something parallel, so something alongside. Bole means when you throw something. So it's just a parable, you can look at it this way, it's a story or some kind of saying that you are trying to compare two things and you are laying them side by side, alongside. So you are casting it alongside. And Jesus always did this with his disciples, with the people and everybody when he's teaching for a reason. So why parables? If you look at Matthew 13 and 13, Jesus said, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. For these people, you see, he was talking to his disciples about the people. So for these people, they have closed their ears, their eyes, their hearts, and so they cannot hear, they cannot see, they cannot understand. So I want you to just imagine people just roaming about, just roaming about cluelessly. They don't even know what they're doing. You feel you can see, but you can't really see. You feel you heard, but you, you didn't really hear. You feel you understand, but you did not really understand. So that's what Jesus is talking about. And if you look at um, Proverbs 4 and 20, it talks about a father passing wisdom to his sons. And he said, pay attention. Turn your ears to my words. He said, turn your ears. So he, did, he, he didn't tell him to turn away his ears like kids do nowadays. He said, turn your ears to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Okay, look at this. Turn your ears to my word. Then do not let the words get out of your sight. Do you see that? Ear and eyes. Then he said, keep them within your heart. So there are three things there. Ear the sight, and the heart. Then Proverbs, if you go down to 23, it says, guard your heart above all things, for it determines the course of your life. So you have to guard it. You have to guard it. <laughs> it's very important. 
Mark 4.11, Jesus told his disciples, you are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom. Now, what is the secret? You see, when I was reading this, I'm like, okay, they keep talking about secret of the kingdom. What is the secret? Basically, this is the secret right here. The secret is listen and not just hear with your ears. You know, there are several times that we, we just hear stuff, but we're not really listening. Then seeing with your eyes and not just looking. You know, sometimes you just gaze like that and the people looking at you, they feel you, are, you can see them, but you can't really see. You're just looking. Then understanding with your heart and not just receiving. You see, sometimes you say a word and people say, I receive it. But do you really understand that word you're receiving? I mean, it's a good thing. That's the very first thing to, to receive it. Then you can understand. Meditate on that word and you understand. So that brings me to the parable we're going to share today, which is the parable of the sower. We can find that in, I mean, the synoptic gospels, Matthew 13, 1 through 23, or Luke 8, 4 through 15. But the one I want to concentrate on is the Mark. So Mark 4, um, 1 through 20. See, people call it a parable of the sower. The Bible says it's a parable of the seed. Some call it a parable of the soil. You see, there are, there are so many things in there. So we, we're just going to break it down. So let me read that. If you can open to Mark 4. And let's start from verse 3. It says, listen. What does that connote? <laughs> When somebody starts a statement by saying, listen, that means they want you to pay attention. It's not just any other word or any other conversation. Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. Path. And the birds came and ate it up. So you can see that the seed... Nothing happened to the seed. The seed barely got on the ground, didn't have time to really germinate, really didn't have time to you know, absorb moisture content and settle down, and it was picked up right away. So no action at all. It just went like that. So bottom line is that you just wasted that seed. Okay? So some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered before they had, because they had no roots. So look at that. We're talking about a soil that is rocky. I'm not talking about rock, rock that you can see the rock, but the rock is beneath the surface and there's a little layer of sand. Just barely enough for the seed to grow. But the seed did not go deep. So the roots was very shallow. When the sun came, it scorched it 
and he died. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that it did not bear any grain. So no fruitfulness whatsoever. So I want you to just look at that progression. So we are going from seed that God's taken away to seed that started germinating but didn't have deep roots, then to seed that germinated but had turns all around and was choked. So we're getting somewhere. Now, still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop. So fruitfulness. Some multiplying 30, some 60, and some 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Okay, we started with listen. Now we're getting to, if you have ears, make sure you hear. All right, let's jump to 13. Then Jesus said to them, do you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable if you don't understand this one? You see, this is the main parable of all parables. The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still, still others like seed sown among turns hear the word. But the worries of, it, of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come and choke that word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown in good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Fruit to death. Hmm. Jesus started that with listen. Listen. It didn't say hear. It said listen. So that means, let me define listening here. You see, listening describes an intentional activity. When you're listening, you are actively trying to hear something. In contrast, hearing is something that happens without any intentional effort. You can hear something even when you don't want to hear it. And you don't even try to hear it. So listening has to be intentional. In James uh, 1 and 22, it says, do not just be hearers, but also doers of the word. But how will you do the word if you don't even know about it, if you didn't hear it and you didn't listen? Okay, let's look at some variables. You see, Jesus said, you have to understand this, variable, uh, this uh, parable. 
Because if you don't, then you cannot understand all the other, uh, the other parables. So if you look at this, the soil and the seed are constants. The soil is the only variable. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, the sower is sowing. It's the same person. It's not somebody else. Okay, the seed, the same seed. It's not like mixed, uh, maybe mixed melons with carrots and uh, whatever. No, it's the same seed. So it's constant. But it's going about in different places. So the only thing that's different is the soil, is the type of soil. Now, the sower, as we all know, is God. And God remains the same. No matter what, it never makes mistakes. So you'll be wondering, okay, why then is the sower throwing the seed on rocky soil? You see, God gave everybody salvation. It doesn't matter if you're a Muslim or a Christian or he gave everybody, all human beings. You have the opportunity to salvation. But are you taking it? Are you listening? Let's look at the seed. Seed is the word of God. And it's powerful and it's alive. And it remains the same. And it never changes. The earth, the heavens, they will all go. But the word of God will remain the same. So those are the two constants. Now let's look at the soil. The soil kind of signifies man's heart. It's constantly changing. Constantly. But I thought, you see, God never changes, right? And we were built in the image of God. So if God doesn't change, why are we changing? And I'd like to remind you something before we move on. You see, the seed has potentials. It's just a seed. But tomorrow, it will be a tree. And just one, one, one little seed will grow to be a tree with different fruits. And just imagine one fruit out of that tree. There could be 50, there could be 100, there could be from that tree. So if you look at just one seed, just try to look at the potential. Now, if I grow this in a good soil, it will give me a harvest. And the Bible is telling us the harvest could be 30-fold, could be 60, or 100 from one single seed. So wherever you plant that seed, it really matters. Now, for the birds, the sun, you know, the thorns and stuff like that, that represents Satan and his tricks. <laughs> Accuser of the brother. So basically what we're dealing with is four soils and four hearts. So 
Um, let me have the first picture, please. You see, I got this picture online. I think it was on the website, uh, Walking the Text. And this just shows it all, you know, in one glance. Look at the path. Look at the rocky places. Look at the turns and the good soil. So when you see it all at once, you really appreciate it. So let's just keep it there and we'll discuss this real quick. Okay, let's examine where the seeds fell. The very first one says on the footpath. You see, it's compacted soil. It's the same soil, but they've been walking over it for a long time. So after a while, it gets flat, flat, strong, flat, strong, flat, until it becomes like a brick or even concrete. And what does that signify? You see, that signifies hard heart. And somebody that is not hearing right. Hard hearted non-hearer. You speak the gospel, you tell them this, but mm, they already made up their mind. I'm not listening. You see, already came in with that attitude. I'm not, I, I, that's not for me. I could remember when I was in college, I had a professor, and we realized that every time this guy comes in and lectures, he's always reading from the textbook. And we all have this textbook. Okay, so why am I here? <laughs> so all we did was we just open our textbook, we sit, and we start as he's reading it, you know, we're reading it. But it became boring. So that class for me became a class of jokes. So we just go there because we already know what we're going to do, right? So we start looking, oh, look at his shoes. Oh, look at, look at our earrings. You know, we, we just start playing pranks, throwing stuff. We already made up our mind. Going to that lecture room, psh, I'm not listening. So that's the first soil right there. And this is because, you know, the heart has been hardened by sin. You see, this is something about sin. You do it first time, you enjoy it. The second time, you do it a little more. Third time, you know, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going until it becomes permanent. Then you don't see anything wrong with it. When people try to talk to you, like, well, it's normal. Other people, you start finding excuses. Other people do it. So why am I different? You see, that's what sin does. And it hardens your heart over time. So when God's word comes, you don't even give it a chance. And guess what? Satan has come to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. And he's so happy because this soul is not going anywhere. God is trying to save this soul, but no way. He's not even listening. You see, he's happy because he has one more on his side. So that's the still right there. The birds came, they saw the seeds on the path, and they picked it up. 
So this is somebody's heart, hardened heart. The word of the gospel is being thrown there, but he didn't give it a chance. And Satan saw that quickly, I better grab this, because if I don't, it's going to be more difficult. So he took it away. Now, the second soil, the rocky places, that represents a shallow here. You see, the rock is beneath the sand, and it's shallow. And the roots did not go really deep. So when the sun came, it squashed it up, it withered, and it died. So that's a shallow hearer. There are some hearts like that. When you give them that gospel, oh, they take it with joy. But they don't really understand it to the fullest. And before they are able to even understand it, you know, troubles start coming. Troubles of life. You know, I, I once had somebody tell me that when, when they gave their life to Christ, they started having problems. I'm like, yeah, it's expected. And that's why I always say, you see, the, danger, the most dangerous prayer you ever pray will be praying for the will of God. Once you say, God, let your will be done. That's it. Things will start happening. Because Satan knows, oh, his will is going to be done on this one. I better try everything I can to stop that. And that's why you start experiencing stuff. But, you see, God is there. If you can hold on to God, no matter the storm, no matter the storm, it will uphold you. So, just imagine... Like you light a matchstick. Can you hold it for long? No. It lights up and like that, it goes. So that's the second soil right there. Very quick, it disappears. It's stolen. It's killed, actually. Killed. That's the word. So the devil has come to do what? To kill, to steal, and destroy. We've, we've seen the stealing. This is the killing right now. It killed that seed. And there's no harvest whatsoever. Okay, let's go to the third soil. This is the one with thorns. And that signifies a double-minded hearer. You see, you have something in your heart, but you're thinking of something else. God is in my heart. But I also want wealth by force. God is in my heart, but I also want this. Even though it's not God's will for me, I still want it. Why can't I have it? You see, the seed grew, but it was competing with the turns for nutrients. So the word was received. There's understanding, there's fruitfulness, because that seed actually grew. But because of the turns, you know, they started choking that seed, started choking the seed, and gradually it just gave way. And you can equate that to, you know, life worries, the lure of wealth, and desire for worldly things. And gradually, before you know it, these things just take you away from the Lord. 
They take you away. And most times, it leads to destruction if you're not careful. So now, the enemy has done what? Come to steal, to kill. Now he's destroying. And what does the Bible say about... uh, It said uh, a man, a double-minded man is unstable. So do you want to do God's will or you want to do your own will? Make up your mind. Because you can't do both. In fact, you can actually do both if you go through God's will. Because if you seek him first, then it's going to supply every other thing. And that brings me to an equation. While we're worshiping here, you know, the Holy Spirit just told me, get a piece of paper. And I'm like, what? So I told my wife, she went to get it. So let me demonstrate something. I was reading about something, and I didn't get that clearance before this sermon. I just got it uh, during worship. So this is what we do. They say variety is the spice of life, right? Uh, we always want stuff. Okay, now, so this is my equation. Uh, I remember algebra. (laughs) (laughs) There's linear equations and quadratic equations. So linear equations always kind of equate, and they don't go to the power of two or three or four. The moment you go to power two or three, it becomes quadratic. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm just... So, (laughs) well, the mathematicians, (laughs) they will know that. So just look at this paper right here. So this is the sower, which is constant, right? This is the seed right here on this side. Then there's the fulcrum, there's the pivot right here, like a seesaw. Now this is man, or the soil, man's heart, right? And this is the harvest. Okay? Or, you know, fruitfulness, whatever you want to call it. Now, look at this. God is stable. The word is stable. We are not. And this is the product right here. Promises. And all we do all this time is this. We're trying to move that balance. We're trying to move it. But is it going to move? No, your side will move, but this is God. He's always the same, and his word is always the same. So there's no way you can move that. But we try to seesaw. We try that. So we, we want our will to be done over God's will. And we start pushing it. Okay, this is the, God promised me this. So I'm going to just try my best and get it done. Okay, look at that. You're trying to tilt it. It's not going (laughs) to... The more you go here, the lesser you become here. And this is not affected. The more you go here, swollen-headed in your will and everything, the promises of God, you don't get them. The smaller they become. You see that? Because this is constant. You cannot move this. This is what we have to deal with. Now, our hearts is not stable. So I'm going to ask you this morning, 
Where is your heart? Is it in the good part, the rocky place, the turns, or the good soil? You judge for yourself. You know yourself better. I wonder all the time why, you know, God gave us a will. The Holy Spirit is not, is a gentleman. It wouldn't force you. But don't you realize, you see, if we didn't have this will, things would be better. I'm not talking about dictatorship or something like that, but just wait a minute. The other day, I was trying to buy, like, knobs for the drawer and the kitchen cabinet, right? So I went to Home Depot. Getting there, oh, this one is good. This one is, there's so many of them. Why do we have so many choices? Oh, my God. I wanted to spend that day, you know, fixing all the cabinets. You know, just put the poles and, okay, I got there. Okay, this one is cute. Oh, this one is square. This one is round. Uh, this one is triangular. Ah, now I got confused. So it took me a while. I, you know, I was walking up and down the aisle. Okay, I made up my mind. I'm going to get the square ones. Now I didn't have enough. Ah. Okay, so that means I have to drive to another Home Depot. You see, I made up my mind, okay, I'm going to get this one. Then I started driving around, okay, Arlington, Fort Worth, Plano, Denton. I wanted to get it done that day because that was my day off. Okay, have you ever been to... I know exactly. Why can't they just make one? One. Just one. It doesn't matter if it's made of wood or what. Just make one. Uh, have you ever been to Walmart to buy cereal? Do you know how many cereals they make? You get there and they're like, okay, where do I start from? And, you know, it just keeps going on and on. It could be houses, it could be cars, it could be, it's, it's just whatever. It's good for business because variety, you know. But just remember this, when I was growing up, I grew up with a regular Coke. And on TV they say, oh, I have a Coke and a smile. So... It just comes to me. When I, whenever I, I'm drinking Coke, I'm always smiling. <laughs> but now they started coming up with all these different flavors. Coke Zero. Uh, one with... Uh, Diet Coke. Coke. There are so many of them. Okay, so... Now, you're turning my smile to something else. Because I don't know what I'm going to expect. Okay, Coke Zero. And my smile turns to a green. Or to a cry. You see, facial expressions. So why all this variety? But God gave us that will. So that we can decide what is good from what is bad.
So I'm going to ask you again this morning. Is your heart on the good soil or the other ones? Because the only one that is fruitful, that will ever be fruitful, is the good soil. I don't know where your heart is this morning, but we can get it to the good soil. Many of us don't have good hearts all the time. But you can go from the path to the rocky place, you know, shift it a little bit, adjust it, then come to the turns, and finally end up in the good soil. But we can't do it alone. It's with the Holy Spirit. Oh, I got so much to say, but we got to wind up. Good soil. That's a good hearer with a good heart. He heard, he received, he understood the word, he produced fruits, and they were 30-fold, 60, or even 100-fold. You see, if you remember Genesis 26 and 12, Isaac, there was famine in Gerar, and he wanted to go to Egypt, but God told him to stay there. And he listened. And what does the Bible tell us? The Bible told us that he came out with abundance. He reaped the harvest of a hundredfold. Because, the God, because God blessed him, he became rich, and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. So it pays to listen with your ears. It pays to see with your eyes, and it pays to understand with your heart. So guys, this is it. Do you have an unyielding heart? Or are you rejecting? Or is it tightly, you know, tightly closed up because somebody hurts you? You know, over the years, you, you know, people have been trampling on your heart and you decide to just clamp up. You're closed up. You don't want to listen to anything. Is that you? It's time to open up. Be more expectant. Is your heart, is it hard? Is it rocky? It's time to become soft. Do you have turns in your heart? It's time for you to just let go. So we're going to ask, we're going to go into prayer. Lord, create in me a new heart, a pure heart. Might not really make sense right now, but we're going towards the good heart, and it's possible. Do not let the enemy kill, steal, or destroy your heart. God has given us the victory. 
are you standing in that victory? There will be times when the things of the word will come to you. Oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to buy this. I have to have this because my neighbor has it. I have to do this. I have to do that. Let me tell you something. A wise man told me a long time ago. There's no competition in destiny. You have been destined to be successful. But you can't do it alone. Where is your heart this morning? So let's just talk to him. <laughs> Lord, create in me a new, clean, pure heart. Sanctify me. I know I've had regrets in the past. But the past is gone. It's a new dawn. It can do new things. That's why he's God. There's nothing impossible for him. Let not your heart be troubled. We're having troubled heart because we're trying to do it by ourselves. Just let go. Hand it over to him today. Let's ask for the Holy Spirit to help us filter. <laughs> junk in the heart there are some appendages there are some things that have been you know we've been carrying along all these years and it's become like a plaque in our hearts and it won't let it function properly so when the word comes we don't receive it because we have junk already there I declare right now <laughs> any junk whatsoever in our hearts. Holy Spirit, help us remove them. <laughs> Any lures of this world, anything that is taking us away from the Lord, we pull them down right now. Anything in our lives, that is taking, gradually taking and competing with God, we pull that down right now. Holy Spirit, help us. We can't do it by ourselves. But we submit. We surrender. Let God's will be done in our lives.
want you to declare this. Just open, your, open up your mouth and say, it is well with me. It is well with my soul, with my body, with my heart. of days we honor you we thank you because you are God all by yourself you are still on the throne we thank you because you are opening up our ears to hear and our eyes to see and our hearts to understand <laughs> you've given us this secret Lord and we're holding on to them Father, we repent of all our sins, any area of our lives where we have disobeyed you. Father, we're very sorry. We ask that your spirit will come and flush us, flush away all the dirt and make us clean again. Open up our eyes. Show us revelations. Deep things of the kingdom. And we promise we promise to be yours forever. Thank you, Lord. thank you for listening to this. This is just an encouragement. You know, there's nothing impossible for God. I know for some people it might be difficult, but just trust God. Trust Him. Trust and obey. And it will bring you to a new light, a new life <laughs> that you would never know existed. So if you have need for prayers, the prayer team will be up front here. Please, if you have any concerns whatsoever, anything bothering your heart, make sure you leave it here. Don't take it back home. Taking it back will be like that soil. You know, the word is already planted, but by the time you get out of that door, the enemy comes like a bird and just steals it. He's a good God. He's a good father. And we could be good kids too. Yeah, if we obey. So I want to thank everybody. Thank you for people online for joining us today. We speak blessing over you. <laughs> we shall be well with you. We thank you and we just appreciate you. But most of all, we, we glorify God for all he's doing. We are fire life. 